before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. You know, for a moment there, we had five national championship head coaches across college football. And in the blink of an eye, it's down to three. A uh, bunch of craziness going on in the past two weeks, man. It has been a fun time to be a college football fan. Abe Gordon. I'm a little frustrated with you, man, because that is the exact intro that I was going to be using. That's not for, good. I did not know that. Jim Harbaugh news. Stealing my thunder, man. We're a minute into this podcast, and I feel like you already jumped on me, man. Come on. All right. But we got to get into this Jim Harbaugh news because yeah. Jim Harbaugh leaving for leaving Michigan for the L.A. Chargers. I almost said San Diego Chargers. I've done that for about the last week or so. But the Los Angeles Chargers now has a head coach. His name is Jim Harbaugh. He leaves the Michigan Wolverines. The legacy of Jim Harbaugh, I think, is an interesting one. Uh, nine seasons. Michigan went 89 and 25, but 40 and 3 over his last three seasons. Three straight wins over Ohio State. Three straight Big Ten championships, and he goes out on top. He won a national championship. Plus, I think that 27 and 20, the win over Alabama was just a marquee win in the Rose Bowl. 27 to 20. I feel like that was really the seminal moment of this program under Jim Harbaugh, where he reached the mountaintop. I understand he won a national championship the next week, but that win, it just seemed like it was a special moment for the entire Michigan program. Um, he replaces the Brady Hoke tenure. That was just not very good, you know, and, and it feels like 2014 was a long, long time ago. And we had a guy who who climbed in trees and had sleepovers with recruits and had weird comments about chickens and, being a nervous bird and how it doesn't count as meat and everything else. He's an interesting fella, but now he's back to the NFL and Michigan Wolverines are looking for answers. Well, a couple things there, Garrett, <laughs> uh, just the first off, I don't think we closed the book on the legacy of Jim Harbaugh yet. There is still um, some potential fallout from whatever went down this year yep. that I do think will fall ultimately on his name one way or another, either, you know, if he gets cleared, if it's minor, it's irrelevant. But if it does spend this, uh, send this program into some sort of spiral, you do have to attach that to him. Y yes, he brought the national championship. Did he also bring uh, a five-year death penalty or, or whatever it is? I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom here. But I, we'll see down the line exactly. But it, uh, just, just a reminder, that is going to be tied to him as well. Look, I'll be honest, and I've said this from the very beginning, Garrett. I don't think he wanted to leave Michigan. I think there were things he was looking for that they could not provide in their contract uh, in the discussion there. And I think the bottom line was they said, Jim, I'm sorry, we're just not going to be able to get this script into your contract. And he yeah. says, okay, I've got a job with a quarterback waiting for me in sunny Los Angeles. You could take your Ann Arbor temperatures and your winter weather and I'll see you guys later. And look, it's a five-year deal. Uh, we do not have the numbers yet. Uh, Michigan is reported with in place to make him the highest-paid coach in college football. We'll see what the numbers are mm -hmm. for the Chargers when it comes out. But uh, for, the, for the most point, you're right. This is a, uh, a, a, quote, Michigan man who took this team to the very top in his final season. And the, the ultimate grade, I think, of some of these guys will not only be in their time with the program, but in what state they left the program. Mm -hmm. um, we, we're expecting that Nick Saban has left the program. And I know there's been some stories and 
obviously the departures and transfer portal. But we expect Alabama still in a position to compete. Right now, Michigan's still in a position to compete. How does that possibly change with whatever penalties or punishment may end up coming from this Connor Stallions thing? So I, I do think some of that is going to be tied, but obviously a huge loss. This is a guy who has brought, as you mentioned, Michigan to the very top. Um, and, and look, if he weren't leaving, it looked like they were primed to be at the very top for quite a while, along with Ohio State, who, who I think is going to put up quite a challenge too. But it'll be interesting now to see the next steps for the Michigan program. Uh, we talked about it, you know, just jokingly. Uh, I mean, only five schools had national title uh, head coaches. It's not easy to find those guys. It's not easy to keep or replace those guys. And Michigan has a tall task uh, in, in replacing what Jim Harbaugh has been able to do over the last number of years. I mean, what you said, I mean, it also contributes to the fact that like retaining these guys is difficult. It also speaks to how successful guys like Nick Saban have been, you know, I yeah. mean, the dudes won six national championships in the last decade or so. And it's just an incredible number of championships that he's won. Um, and then four of the others were won by uh, five of the others, I should say, including Mac Brown, uh, Mac Brown, Davis, Winnie and Kirby smart. It's a short list of, of, of coaches who have won championships. And that's hard. You know, that's, that's what 11 of 11 national championships. I mean, it's hard to win. It's really hard to win. And this day and age of college football, especially because, I mean, there's a lot of money in the sport. There's a there's a lot of eyeballs on this sport. And I think what he was able to do in this new era of college football was really interesting because you never really heard about Michigan being this big-time recruiting hotbed. You never heard about Michigan being a team that was diving into the portal and taking as many big people. What I found most interesting about Michigan is that they did it the old-fashioned way. This is a team that had blue-collar workers who, who came to work every day with their lunch pail, and, and they did what they needed to do. And it sounds kind of cliche and a little bit lame, but that's what Michigan was with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, you look at these guys, and there's not a lot of overwhelming talent. Like, you, you see guys who are talented, sure. Like, J.J. McCarthy might go in the first round of the NFL draft, maybe. Should he or shouldn't he? That's not going to be discussed on this podcast. It's not really for us to decide, but he's a good football player. He's a four-star recruit. He was a good player, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not like you're 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 bringing in loads of five stars. No, they did that in Columbus. And that's a team that you beat three years in a row. Like, it was that lunch, lunch pail mentality, that band of brothers sort of mentality that they, 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 for better or for worse, it was Michigan against the world. And they did it better than anybody. And I, I was always very impressed with, with that side of it, you know? And I want to say their, their average recruiting ranking was somewhere like 10 or something like that. Like it's not, they lack, it's not, they lack talent. It's just the teams they consistently were competing with were the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the teams that were playing at the top of that talent rating. And that was never Michigan, you know, and, and Michigan still won a national championship. They, they still went 40 and three over their last, three seasons. And that's really just a credit to the type of culture that Jim Harbaugh brought to that program. As weird as he is, Duke can coach ball, you know, and at the end of the day, the, the Chargers are getting a great head coach. Where I turn to now specifically is what's up next for Michigan. Uh, Sharon Moore, I mean, he's a shoe in for me, right? I mean, he's the guy who I feel like is already tapped to be the next head coach. Of, of course, 
reporters or reports have said uh, to 247, like we have some sources who have said that he, he was out on the recruiting trail and he's already been told to, to immediately come back to Ann Arbor for discussions. I think it basically says what you needed to say. I mean, he's going to be the next head coach. But you have some weird news of something about the job that it may not be as simple as we think. Well, it, it is a statewide position, or I, I don't know what the actual legal terminology is, but it, it is a um, university policy. I, I guess that all jobs um, be posted for a minimum of seven days. And, and so we're looking now at a timeline of potentially a full week from tonight, Wednesday night, when we're doing this podcast. Um, we may not have uh, the announcement of Sharon Moore or whomever it may be for another six days and 20 hours and however many minutes it's been since Harbaugh officially left. So there is that weird situation, but there's also um, a scenario where you can be uh, declare or request a waiver based on mm. quote legitimate business needs. And when I look at what happened at Alabama between the recruits that decommitted and went elsewhere between the players who have entered the transfer portal. I would argue that having a head coach hired quicker than seven days is a legitimate business need. So it will be very interesting to see um, one, if they abide by that policy two if they ask for request and then maybe are granted that waiver. But I also have one follow-up question outside of that. And, um, I don't believe it to be the case. I'm just asking what I believe to be a fair question. Sure. Is there any scenario in which Sharon Moore turns this job down because he's concerned about possible um, infractions and no. possible penalties down the road? No. No, I, I would be very surprised. I, I don't believe so either. I just thought no. I would ask. No, I mean, it's a fair question, you know? I mean, yeah. it's something that there's a reason Jim Harbaugh's leaving, you know? Right. Like, it is... It's not quite what Pete Carroll was at USC back in the mid two thousands. I know the last time they gave I don't a know if that was on this podcast. Maybe penalty. when we were, yeah. maybe what last time we saw each other, last time we discussed it. This is very similar to, to what Pete Carroll did in the mid two thousands. He left USC high and dry, and they got slapped in the face with sanctions, and it was brutal for a number of years. And um, yeah. really, truly, they're still looking to recover. I mean, they they won a Rose Bowl once, but Outside of that, there's they still really have not re returned to the promised land of, of that level of dominance. And they went through some bad years. And I would not be surprised if Michigan does end up getting slapped with some sanctions of some kind. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it goes quite as deep as it did at, at, at USC. Correct. I mean, those guys were damn near inches away from the death penalty. Yeah. Like, was it an exaggeration of the time? Yeah, of course it was. But especially when you look at what Ohio State's doing right now, which we'll discuss here in just a second, but it was a little rid ridiculous at the time. But Sharon Moore, I, I think, is a shoe, and he was 6-0 as the interim head coach. He was the offensive coordinator the last two years, really the two best years of offensive football that that team has played under Jim Harbaugh. It's no coincidence that he comes up and it just the, the players love him, yeah, the coaches love him. The fans love him. The boosters love him. He's going to have tons of support. And if they get slapped with sanctions, I don't think people are going to blame Sharon Moore. This is a program that if they feel that you were one of theirs, if you're one of their own, if you will, Michigan will rally around you and support you. They did this. They did it with Bo for a number of years, a number of years. They did it with Jim Harbaugh for, for 
almost a decade, eight years or so before he was actually not seven years before he was able to get up off the mat and, and finally put together a winning product. He, he had a losing record in 2020 and they still didn't fire him. Look, this is a place that's extremely loyal. It's extremely loyal. They're not going to go fire somebody just to fire somebody. Jerome Moore is going to have a good, a, a somewhat strong level of job security. He's going to have the job here soon. And I think it'd be almost foolish to, to leave that sort of situation because you might get hit with sanctions. If you get hit with sanctions, you can leave. If you want to do that, then do it. But I don't. it would be foolish, in my opinion, for somebody to prematurely react to something that hasn't happened. You know, I get the job has to be posted for seven days. They're, they're going to get the job. I mean, he's, he's already got the job. I, I mean, yeah. I, I look, I, I I do think he does need to consider some of the variables here in this. Uh, the, the penalties being one. Um, and then what, what, what are the penalties? The potential of penalties, the possibility yeah, of penalties. Yeah, it's fine. But you can't, you can't just completely ignore penalties them. all the time. That, that's fine. I mean, like you get probation or you get slapped with the scholarship production. And from what I've read, they'll be a lot more serious than people expect. I, I sure. agree it won't be a death but penalty. But we don't but, know. But, but that's the no, thing. We, we can't react know. to something that we don't know what it is. Uh, and then the other question I have is we know what they were prepared to pay Jim Harbaugh. They were prepared to make him the highest paid coach in all of college football. Jed Fish just signed a deal at Washington. Uh, they're going to be entering the Big Ten for just <clears throat> under eight mil per year. That's so much money. It, it, is that? But, but the question is for Sharon Moore, who they feel like is their guy, won't say no. Just don't lowball the guy. Like, like we 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 may play around with the words, right? Like, mess around and find out. Like, don't lowball the guy <laughs> to the point where he says, you know what? Maybe I will go be OC for the Chargers under Harbaugh for a year and take an NFL job my damn self. You know what I mean? So, uh, if you're gonna do this, if you're the, the university, like, play this thing straight up. Get that man his money. He deserves it. He was nearly as big a reason you won a national championship this year as Jim Harbaugh was. Um, don't play around with this. I agree with you. It's an easy decision to make. It's an easy offer. Uh, it's an easy contract to write up. Get the guy what he needs to win and go ahead and move forward and do it as quickly as possible. It, it seems like a no-brainer from them for the school's perspective. Sure. And and for my perspective, for Sharon Moore, I, I do think you look, try and figure out what the possibility of penalties are. But at the same time, I, I do still think it's a no-brainer for him as well. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think he's a good enough coach that he's going to have opportunities to go do that. I mean, it, Michigan is. And you have to know that if you do get penalized, like that just increases your leash and incre they're not yeah, going to sure. bail on you uh, at, at that time. So uh, you'll be able to fight your way out of it. I, I think that will play a role itself, too. Yeah. And I think that his experience, I understand Jim Harbaugh was still coaching during the week. He just wasn't there on the sidelines right. for the games, you know, so it's like. Was it really technically a suspension? Sort of, I guess. He wasn't managing the entire program. We'll see. We'll see. Um, is he? But I thought you were going to ask me, is he going to command as much as Jed Fish did? No, he won't. Uh, I understand that Michigan's a bigger program. I understand it's a bigger legacy program. But you also can't throw him under sub-6 million either. Yes, you can. You absolutely You think can. so? Yes. You think Sean Moore's going to make like four and a half no, mil? No, I mean, I'm saying you can offer him that, and then you can make your negotiations. A low ball is under four million dollars because it's unbecoming of the head coach of the Michigan will yeah yeah and if you're paying a guy that much 
then he doesn't need to be your head coach. I'm sorry. I, I just think all Michigan respect, feels, this isn't Georgia Tech paying their coach. Like I feel like Michigan dollars. feels they have all this power in, in what I we presume is upcoming negotiations. And I would just be careful with that idea, with that mindset. That's all I'm suggesting because I understand. if you do no, lowball him, if you don't give him any, any protections from penalties, stuff like that, there might be a grass is greener elsewhere. So just play it yeah. smart. It should make this an easy decision, right? Like you're not going to break the bank. You were ready to pay Harbaugh 12 million. We're, we're only looking for half that. So don't, don't You'll be make crazy. Five, six million. Yeah. yeah, yeah and that's fine. Be in that just, level. Yeah. And, 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 and his staff will get paid too. So sure. um, and, just and look, make it an easy. Yes. Yeah. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> if you're the brain trust there at Michigan. Yeah, the next big decision for Michigan, obviously, once Sharon Moore is hired. Uh, who's your defensive coordinator? Jesse Minter's off to the NFL. Likely, it's not official, but very little is official before we can pontificate as to what's going to be happening next. Jesse Minter's off to the NFL. He's going to be the defensive coordinator uh, for Harbaugh on the Chargers. Jay Harbaugh was also expected to follow him. He was the special teams coordinator and the safeties coach. So, that, those are the only two big departures that they have that are expected to be gone. Uh, but Jerome Moore is going to be passed with some big decisions. That and he needs to retain and actively recruit the roster that has already been just truly decimated. Abe, this is a group that's lost already 20 players to the draft. They lost 16 starters. Like they're only returning six guys. And Donovan Edwards is one who I'm not even including as a starter. He right. was technically second fiddle, not technically. He he played second fiddle to Blake Corum, still rushed for set or had 746 scrimmage yards this past season, five touchdowns. He had a big time national championship game performance. He's coming back for his senior year. He just announced that this past week. And that's a big win. Assuming he stays because he can still turn around and transfer into the transfer portal. He can't go to the draft anymore. Because you, that th- that date passed, you, you had to declare about this time last week. Uh, Colston L- Loveland, 45 catches, the tight end. He had 649 yards as a sophomore. Another sophomore, defensive lineman, Mason Graham. Impact player as a freshman, did it again as a sophomore. Had 36 tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss. Three sacks as a sophomore on the defensive line. And then you have Will Johnson, of course, who is probably the best player who's coming back to your team. He was an All-American. He's a sophomore. He has two years of eligibility remaining. He's one of the best returning players in all of college football. Dude's an All-American as a sophomore. You've got to retain this guy. Will Johnson is his name, and he's probably the most important piece on that defense, who is losing his head coach. He's losing his defensive coordinator, and he's losing his his defensive backs coach. So that's going to be a big deal for a lot of these guys at this program. Uh, I, I maybe these guys stick around. They have one more year. Uh, maybe they want to go out with just stay at Michigan. I don't know. They've already accomplished a lot of the big things that they need to accomplish. And maybe they depart. Maybe they don't. We'll see. But retaining these guys because the 30 day window is now open. And that's one of the biggest reasons why Sharon Moore needs to get this job now. Yeah. And that goes back to that waiver for quote, yes. legitimate business reasons. I think you can argue that uh, again, um, not that Alabama can't rebound, but, but the, the hit, the sort of hit that program took the sort of hit it appeared Washington was going to take. Um, it's not much different at, at Michigan. Now I, I will say this. 
I expect Michigan to take a significant step back uh, this year, uh, whether it's Jerome Moore or even if Harbaugh had stayed. If we're going to be honest and open about what they were losing, and I just did not think that they were going to quite have the pieces because they they are losing so much, and I don't believe they're on the level that Georgia is on where they can replace and rebuild um, without lowering the, the quality there. So, um, yeah, to your point, this, the, the few talented players they do have returning, um, it is immensely important that they get yeah. coming back. But um, at the same time, I feel like it's a real easy recruit to say, look, we know, you know, not going to be winning a championship again. Come play for us. Let's let's give it a go here. We're we're in a better position. Blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just goes right back to what you said uh, that they have got to get their head coach settled quickly, and he's got to start re-recruiting or whatever he needs to do um, because they 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 don't have the talent to afford the losses that Alabama did. I, I look, Alabama's going to feel some impact, but they should generally be okay because of the depth and just the complete roster they have. Um, I don't know if I would say that about Michigan. No, probably not. And, and Michigan might be in kind of tough spot right now. <laughs> They're losing 16 starters. Yeah. Um, and the vast majority of their offensive production, most of their defensive production, and it's going to be a very interesting year for Michigan next season. I, I think they'll be they'll be a good football team. Um, it's a big year for all of college football because, of course, you have. The new additions to the Big Ten, you have Oregon, you have Washington, USC, UCLA, all these other programs coming into the Big Ten. We'll see where they actually stand because I think next year is going to be one of those that hopefully we don't do this on this podcast, but we might we might fall victim to it. Oregon comes in and and maybe they I don't I haven't seen the schedules. Maybe they play at some point. I don't know when they play. Right. They they go into the big house and they and they take them to the woodshed, you know, and and be like, oh, here comes uh, Oregon. Big stop. I think we all need to take a breath and, and realize that this isn't going to be the same Michigan team trotting out onto the field for Look, the head coach. I, I think in the way. first year of the 12-team playoff, just getting into a 12-team playoff would be an outstanding success for Michigan. I, I don't know if that's possible. I don't uh, know if they'll be able to be losing. that team next year. No, we'll I, I don't either, but I, I think if they were able to have that discussion, like just getting into the 12-team playoff for, for people at Alabama would feel like a, a disappointing season. Um, I know they'd like to be hosting a home playoff game, if not one of the top four seeds, whatever. We'll see if that's realistic or not. I, I think Michigan, just getting in, I think would feel like a win for them. 